Saturday to you all today, and welcome to the Saturday version of the Daily Walk. I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger, and today we are in Micah, right in the heart of it, Micah 3, 4, and 5, and one of the things that we got to point out about Micah is he's prophesying at the same time as Isaiah, where Isaiah speaks a lot about the coming Christ, his birth, and crucifixion, Micah has some Messianic prophecies about the birth of Christ. So we're going to actually see some of that today. And he, you know, they're doing this about the coming exile, right? Isaiah and Micah are all these prophets are that we're seeing. And one of the big things they're talking about is how do the people get into this situation? And yesterday, you know, I talked about uh, yesterday or day before about, you know, people followed what they've been taught. And so today, Micah starts out with the condemnation is really falling on the leaders. And he says his very first verse today is, Listen, you leaders of Israel, you're supposed to know right from wrong, but you are the very ones who hate good and love evil. And then he goes into some really serious uh, accusations that sound awful. You skin people alive and tear the flesh from their bones, eat my people, you eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin and break their bones. You chop them up like meat from the cooking pot. Okay, so this is the Lord speaking through Micah, right? And obviously this isn't literal, but this is a metaphoric thing. But, you know, by him, what the Lord's saying is you lead them so astray in the idolatry and the sinful lifestyles they're living it's like you're stripping their bones dry of the meat and flesh on them because that's what their final destination is going to be and if you think of the movie that was out final destination i mean that was a suspense flick and it always ended in some serious uh, death from some major accident that happened to somebody. Well, this isn't an accident. This is willful misleading from the people that should know better. And the Lord's like, you false prophets are leading my people astray. You promise them peace only if they give you what you want. And I'm like, man... You know, I, I think a certain uh, evangelist, let's say, televangelists that have fallen, that sugarcoat 
the word so that they can get what they want. And it, and it, and I think about, you know, my biggest downfall is I never, or not never, but I often forget to bring up the offering. And I don't do that on purpose, and I'm trying to do better. Because offering is a part of worship, too. And Lord, forgive me for, for not doing that. Because the Bible says, first and foremost, that we're to bring of our first fruits to the Lord. And that's to honor him. That's not to honor the priests and the leaders. That's to honor the Lord. The priests and the leaders have, uh, that's some of the benefits of being a priest and a leader is they, the Lord allows them to have some of that. So I, it's my fault, and so I repent of that right now on the podcast. But what is happening is these false prophets, they say and do things that only appease the ones that are bringing it to them. And so if you're bringing them offering, if you're bringing them food, if you're bringing them, you know, the grain offering, the 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 peace offering, the the repentance offering, then they're going to offer you peace, but if you don't then they're telling them that darkness is going to come over you and all this stuff's going to happen and you're going to be bad. So the Lord, the, here's what the Lord does, and I think this is cool. He reduces them not because they're, they are false prophets, but he just calls them what they are. He calls them seers, fortune tellers. You're not really my people because you're not getting a word from me. This is all from you. And he says, there are no answers from God. You should cover your faces. And so then Micah says this, as for me, this I highlighted because I think this is good. Remember, Jesus comes in the New Testament and he tells his people that he was giving them the Holy Spirit, the advocate. And when he rises from the grave and he's sitting with his disciples and John 20, he blows the Holy Spirit on them. But listen to this. Micah says this, as for me, I am filled with the power with the Spirit of the Lord. So Micah is, the true prophets are already filled with the Holy Spirit. That's just another connection of the Trinity of God that says they've always been and always will be. And that connects the Messiah with the fact that he's always been and always will be. And people are like, yeah, but if he's the son of God and he was born in Mary, how could he have always been? Well, that's explained in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God because Jesus is the word. Nothing was created, Every excuse me, everything was created through him and nothing was created without him. So he's been there all along, just like the Holy Spirit's been there all along. And now we got one of the prophets saying, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we look at Luke when 
Mary goes to visit uh, Elizabeth, who has is carrying John the Baptist. It says, you know, Mary's carrying Jesus. When she goes to visit, John the Baptist jumps in the womb of Elizabeth because, and it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's always been. That's not something that never was or only is on occasion. So this is what's really cool. I love how he points out that he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, listen to me, you leaders. You hate justice and twist all that's right. So the first chapter, he's just telling them, look, you're going to be in trouble. And then in chapter four is when we get to the Messianic prophecy. He says, people from many nations will come and say, come let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I love that song that says, um, I'm calling on the God of Jacob. And I'm butchering it right now. But, you know, that's the God of Jacob, the one that, you know, the one true God. And then it talks about the Lord's teaching going out from Zion, and the word will go out to Jerusalem, and the Lord will meditate, mediate between people and settle disputes, and they they will hammer their swords into plows. Nation will no longer fight against nation. Everyone will live in peace and prosperity, every enjoying their own grapeyards. Though the nations around us follow their idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever and ever. And those who are weak will survive as a remnant. Those who were exiles will become a strong nation. So this is a really cool promise because we get to come back. And, and you know, if the, you got to look at it. Believers in Christ right now are a, in this world anyway, in this country, are a minority. We are truly a remnant. There's not many of us. We need to go out and make more of us. And that's important. And we're going to try and do that today. We're having a little open house. and We're going to try and feed some people and just fellowship and do things. But it's just important for us to take the message to people. And as we do that, and this is what God has really impressed upon me and he keeps pressing on me, is to keep pushing for this because he's going to make us a strong nation. And I'm talking about us in our little church that has just a remnant of people that has survived some major loss. We lost our pastor and co-pastor to COVID in 21. And so we are, I think it was 21, was it? It's 20 or 21. I think it was 21. But anyway, it's serious. Yeah, it was 21. So we are really, 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 standing on the stuff that the Lord keeps showing us. And then Micah says, as for you, Jerusalem, remember Jerusalem's where the temple was, 
and it is at the moment, the citadel of God's people, a royal, your royal might and power will come back to you again. Now, he says will come back because the exile hasn't taken place yet, but it's about to. And so he's telling them when you are carried off and you go into exile, don't fret because the Lord is going to be with you because he says you will soon be sent into exile to distant Babylon but the Lord will rescue you there. He will redeem you from the grip of your enemies because they don't know the thoughts of the Lord nor understand his plan. And these nations don't know that he is gathering them together to be beaten and trampled like sheaves of grain on a threshing floor. So what we know happens, right? Babylon takes them into... Uh, exile, Jerusalem specifically. But we know Medo-Persia comes later and messes over Babylon and finds favor with the Israelite people and allows them to go back and build their temple. So all this comes together. And that's what Micah's telling them. These nations don't know See, we know that because we know the story. So this is what how cool this is to see them prophesying it, and we know that it all comes together. So that's really cool. So in Micah 5, we get the real messianic prophecy. O you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among the people, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past. See? He's always been and always will be. Will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. This is the Lord speaking. Will come to you on my behalf. And the woman in labor is obviously Mary, right? In the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. He is... He will lead his flock with the Lord's strength. That's just, that's so good. And then his people will live undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. That's the Lord. Now, how do we live undisturbed? Because we know that if we have God in us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That doesn't mean we're not going to be able to make it. We're not going to live without any kind of rough spots in our life. It just means that when we got the maker and creator of all the universe in our corner, we can get through all things. He doesn't take the storm away. He just goes through the storm with us. And then he says the remnant left in Israel, remember that the people, the small remnant of believers we have, will take their place among the nations. And we can stand up to our foes and their enemies will be wiped out. So what's that say? It says if we have Jesus in our life, we are more than conquerors, as Paul writes in Romans. We are overwhelming conquerors in, in some versions. 
So it's really cool to see how this all plays out today. And we know how it ends because we know the story. But we also know that these Masonic prophecies happen. So what do we do? If we want to have overwhelming victory, then we need to know that with God, all things are possible. And we can do anything through Christ who strengthens us. So today, as we get ready to go into our Sabbath tomorrow, if we don't have that power, we need to get it. And all we have to do is repent and ask Jesus into our life and say, Lord, I want you in my life. I know that I've excluded you all these years. I don't want to be in that exile where I've exiled you out of my life. I want you in my life. So, Lord, come into my life, and I want to make you Lord of my life so that I can have that power with me in all that I do. And let's ask him to be Lord of our life today. Have a great rest of your Saturday. We'll see you tomorrow. And we'll all be together as the remnant of Christ. God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty.